Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Well, hello, hello. It's been a minute. I took a little break, wasn't intended, didn't really expect it. I'm here. I'm back and I want to chat. Wow. Um, First of all, thank you so much for such an incredible year on the Cosmic Collective podcast and in the community. It is so insane to me to see this podcast growing so much at such a rapid rate right now. Um, Get chills and goosebumps whenever I talk about it. Um, That being said, if you haven't left a review yet on wherever you listen to podcasts, um, please leave a review. I know on Spotify, it takes like 0.5 seconds to just like give the star rating. If you like the podcast, leave some stars there. And I think on Apple Music, you can even leave comments. If you have some chatty words that you want to share with me about how much you like this podcast and community, it means so much and it helps to get the podcast out to other people who want to have the conversations that we're having. But needless to say, I know it's been a minute since I uh, have been here. I feel like a year seven, let me just tell you, a collective year seven. We talked about it uh, a few episodes back on what the collective year seven is bringing. And seven in some is basically just a number of like retreating and hermit energy and um, about really like going inward and going through a lot of spiritual change. And something that you might not know about me is that I have a lot of like seven numerology, um, in, in my, my numeric makeup. Um, I'm a life path seven. Uh, I'm a soul urge or heart's desire seven. I've got a lot of seven energy. Um, I've got a lot of hermiting energy. I've got a lot of introspective energy in my birth chart. Like I am someone who even, even my human design, my ideal, (laughs) so funny, uh, my ideal environment in my human design is a cave. And like, it just makes so much sense. Like it just makes so much sense. Um, so I find that I go through these periods of retreating and kind of coming back into myself. I feel like I am someone who, I don't know, I feel like I'm a hermit. I, I think a part of me really wants to show up. Obviously, it's why I have this podcast, why I have a platform, which is evolving, Um We'll talk about my social media detox in a little bit. We can kind of get a little update on that. I do have like a genuine um, like topic for you guys today, but my life update is kind of embedded into that topic. Um, and actually the topic is one that um, one of our listeners recommended. So thank you. You guys can always email me at customerservice at madsmess.com if you ever have any podcast requests. Um, I'm really, really happy to hear from you guys. Um, and yeah, I, I love knowing what you want to learn about and listen to. But needless to say, um, I I feel like I am someone who just has to scale back a little bit more, not scale back. That's not the wording I want to use. I I'm someone who oddly enough, despite having a social media presence and having a role and a, a, a life purpose in this incarnation to be so socially 
vocal and to lead a collective, my innate nature is to retreat <laughs> and 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 be kind of like a loner like not loner like I have a beautiful network of friends and family but I, I I've really been recognizing that I am really in the space of trying to separate my private life and my personal life from my business which is really hard because if you've been in the Mads Mess community my business is called Mads Mess. If you're new to the podcast, um, you can learn more about it with the links below in the description. But if you've been around Mads Mess since the beginning, which would have been in like 2019 when I started posting things and then 2020 when my business took off, my presence as a guide has, you know, it was built off of just me being myself and just sharing my life. And I think that as a business becomes more concrete and more professional, at least for me, people do business differently and like you follow your own path. But for me, there's been this, this need within myself to separate my personal from my professional. And, you know, I, I always tell you guys the story of my business was an accident, not an accident, it was a happy accident, but it wasn't like, planned. Um, I didn't sit there and say, I'm going to have a business one day. Um, I'm going to do this as a business. I just started promoting services and within a week I was fully booked for a month. And within a month I was being asked for coaching sessions. And within three months I had two seasons fully booked of coaching. Like it really did. It was the divine working through me because this is why I had incarnated. And at the time that was still a little bit unbeknownst to me. Like I, I didn't, it was making sense as it was happening, but it was a lot. And I was so young. I'm still really young. I'm in my mid twenties and I've had a lot of like learning and growing to do both personally and professionally throughout this period. I think, you know, that growth is never going to stop. It's, um, I, I love changing and I love growing. And if you're part of my email list, you just got an email actually the day that I'm recording this, you just got an email today, um, explaining how much change I go through and why I take these moments of retreat, because sometimes I change at such a rapid rate and I evolve at such a rapid rate that my human is kind of like, well, <laughs> I'm pivoting again. Like, where the fuck do I go from here? Like, where am I pivoting to? Um, I'm a mutable sun sign, which basically just means that I'm constantly in a state of transformation. I'm ever changing. And it's just, it can be not a lot in a bad way. It's a lot in a good way, but it also requires a lot of quiet to get clear on where I'm headed and that's also why I've been off Instagram for so long because for me it was just not possible to gain that clarity while interacting so constantly with the community. Um, I think just naturally our collective psyche goes to what does the community want from me and as much as that's a good question to ask, like what does the community need? You know, what am I helping them heal? What am I helping them expand into? What am I guiding them through, right? Those are always good questions to ask as a guide, as a business owner, as a service provider, of course. But when it comes to making decisions, especially with my energetic makeup and how my soul operates in this lifetime, um, I have to make those decisions based on my own intuition. I can't and, and this is something I teach my clients too. You have, it goes for everyone, really. You have to follow your intuition on what works for you. Um, 
not what template other people are using and following that works for them. Um, and that's kind of something I was learning with the email list. I've gone through three different phases with my email list of like, this is the structure you're going to have every week or a couple times a month. And I found myself getting so frustrated, which in my human design is my not self theme. When I'm not doing, when I'm doing something that's not in alignment with who I am and how I'm meant to energetically operate and use my energy, um, to make change in the physical, I get really frustrated and the emails were frustrating me and I, you know, kept thinking to myself, it's just, it's so hard to, to do the same thing over and over and over again. Um, and I, I was kind of reflecting this morning when I was writing the email that I sent out and I was like, why am I trying to be predictable when never in my life since I was birthed out of the womb into this world, never once have I been predictable. Not even before I was birthed, I was not predictable. I made my birth mother wait two weeks and three days past my due date because I was unpredictable. Like a true Sagittarian, I knew when I wanted to be born like most souls do and I was unpredictable even then. I'm not a predictable human. I don't like being predictable in the sense of like, you're always going to get this from me. And there are certain guarantees that I have, you know, when you join the Mads Mess community, when you listen to the Cosmic Collective podcast, what I can guarantee and what will be predictable is that you're going to receive some type of wisdom, some type of teaching, some type of tool or lesson or insight that is going to fucking change your world. That I know. But how I go about delivering that needs to have so much freedom and 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 flow to it. And that's my divine feminine energy coming out. The structure is my masculine of like, okay, I'm going to show up X amount of times in this particular way on the podcast, in the email list, on a social media platform, in my services, as a coach, as a guide, as a speaker, as a teacher. You know, I do all of these things that, you know, are even behind the scenes. Um, I'm going to show up in all these ways and these are how I, this is how I structure these things. But within those structures, I need for it to be very dynamic and I need for it to be very flowy. And I'm just kind of realizing that I just need to stop doing things in the way that I think they're right and do them in the ways that I want to do them because I have never been one to do things in the way that I was told or have learned um, from the external has been right. I've always done things in a way that has always intuitively felt right for me. Um, and I think that that's something that I'm just coming to a point of like really needing to honor when it comes to these multiple facets of business and I'm really good at this in my personal life. Um, and I think I'm just really learning that it, it can translate and have success in business. And in fact, I know it does because every time I follow my intuition and I follow um, the kind of spont spont spontaneity, pardon me, of, of my passions and of my drive, I do have a lot of business success, um, whether that's impact or anything else. Like I, I get a lot of success from that and I get a lot of reward for that from that. So I've just been trying to navigate that and I've been needing the quiet and taking a step back to do that. And also February was a huge transition month for the collective, huge. And that brings me into the t into today, oh my God, the stuttering. I haven't stuttered since I was a child. That brings me into today's topic. Uh, that's why, a lot of T-O energy. Um, today's topic is all about how to navigate transition periods. Um, in February, we were in Aquarius season for the most part. And Aquarius season... 
I don't know. Aquarius season has always been a little chaotic for me. Um, I am not going to lie. It just has been. And one thing that was kind of going on before we got into Pisces season was that um, the sun was in a conjunction. So a conjunction is when two planets are basically like right beside each other or on top of each other um, in the cosmos. They're really, really, really close to each other. They're in the same sign um, and they're within 10 degrees of each other. So for 20 degrees, so 20 days of the sun, the sun was in a um, very tight conjunction with Saturn. And Saturn is all about restriction and structure and discipline and um, doing things the same and, and not changing things because, you know, it's fine. They work. It works. And Saturn has recently in the last uh, week or so gone into its 29th degree, which if you don't know is an anoretic degree and anoretic degrees are basically the, the, the 29th degree, um, in, in a sign. So all signs have 30 degrees technically, but once it hits 30, it goes to zero into the next sign. So technically they have 29 degrees and the 29th degree is an anoretic degree. It's what it's called. And this is where the, the planet that it's sitting, that is sitting at this degree is going through the wrapping up of any changes and challenges that, um, it has experienced in the sign, especially with Saturn in that position. Saturn in that position is, um, really looking at, you know, what have I learned from the structure? Um, what have I learned through the discipline? What have I learned through my challenges? And Saturn is about to leave Aquarius and enter Pisces. So if you have Saturn in Aquarius, you've got less than a week when you're listening to this, actually, you've got less than a day of when you're listening to this. Um, by the time it goes into Pisces, like your, your Saturn return is going to be over, uh, on Tuesday. So, at the 29th degree with the sun coming into this conjunction, it was just like a lot of ego clarity on like what hasn't been working for you in the collective. Um, so a lot of people were going through a lot, a lot of change, uh, breakups, job changes, um, financial changes. Um, and these could be the, these things that are changing are ultimately for the better. I will say that because you're clearing out what is not working for you. And you will have probably seen this more specifically where Saturn is in, or sorry, not where Saturn is, where Aquarius is in your chart. So if you had or have Aquarius in your first house, you were probably going through a lot of these changes in your core self, your identity and things like that. So there was just a lot of transition um, coming in, a lot of changes, and also a huge completion of endings was ushered in with the new moon in Pisces that took place on the 19th. Let me double check here. When the new, moon, the new moon in Pisces was on the 20th, sorry, February 20th, so just a couple of weeks ago. And the, the new moon in Pisces, Pisces is the final sign in the zodiac, which means coming up in March, we've got the Zodiac New Year. Oh, I am so excited. January is never a new year to me. I think I've mentioned that at the in the January, the first episode of the year this year. Um, the new year for me starts in March, which is probably why all of this clarity is coming in for me now that we are in March. Um, I'm not upset about it, but it, you know, it works out at the end of the day. Time is just time and 
you know, the Gregorian calendar makes no fucking sense. But, you know, we're not going to go down to that rabbit hole today. But the new moon in Pisces on, the, on Monday, February 20th was really a time where things that needed to end were ending. And that was also playing um, in, in turn with the conjunction between Saturn and the sun. So I think there's just been a lot of change that is ushered into the collective or that was ushered into the collective to bring you into um, your subconscious, to bring you into spirituality, to bring you into higher alignment with where you need to be. And I'm even looking at it uh, here on the astro chart. The moon was in Pisces on February 20th. It moved into Pisces at 4.56 a.m. universal, which is basically to say like, okay, you did steps one, two, and three collective. Now you need to like wrap things up and move into steps four, five, and six in, in this, you know, this, um, linear progression of what you're manifesting and um, what you're experiencing. So a lot of endings came into play, a lot of change. And now we're in Pisces season. We're like deep in Pisces season uh, right now, almost about halfway through, I'd say. And um, when you're listening to this anyways, and Pisces season is all about deep, deep, deep reflection, dreaming, breaking through illusions, um, and just allowing yourself to kind of float in the abyss, float in the void and let things start happening for you um, in in the, you know, spiritual dimensions in the spiritual. I mean, really getting, you know, clear on how you want to incorporate your spiritual practice, your higher self, your best self into your physical world. And and that change that that Saturn was talking about, um, you know, in its final days in Aquarius, uh, was also, you know, asking you, okay, like wrap up that reinvention. And now, um, we're going to start applying it in a different way. And our next episode is going to be about, um, Saturn returns and Saturn in Pisces specifically, because for the next three years from March, uh, 7th, 2023 to May, 2026, or February 2026, something along those lines. I'll have to, I'll get the dates for you next week. Um, is going to be Saturn in Pisces. So those of you born between uh, 19, I believe 1994 to 1996, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 1993 to 1990, early 1996. Definitely 94 or 95. I know you guys are getting your Saturn returns. I will give you all these updates next week, but you guys are going to be going through your Saturn return and even just on a collective level, even if you're not going through your Saturn return, um, in these next three years, Saturn in Pisces is, is bringing a lot. I remember before the pandemic in 2020, I had gone into like this channeling session with my higher self and just kind of like got information of like what the next decade is going to look like. Cause I was really fascinated by the fact that it was like the 2020s. And I kept receiving that 2023 and 2024 were going to be life changing for the collective, like so much coming to light. And then I also received info um, for the beginning of the next decade, which we can talk about, you know, when it comes time. Uh, we don't want to focus too, too much on the future, right? Um, there's no sense. It's like things are like five to seven years out from now. But um, I, I always knew that 2023, 2024, 2025 are bringing in a lot uh, of change. And I'm excited to talk about that next week. But it has a lot to do with Saturn and Pisces. And then later this month, we have Pluto moving into uh, Aquarius, which is going to be 
really nice. It's only there for a few months, giving us a taste of what's to come in 2024 when it goes into its 20-year um, transit in the sign starting uh, in January. It'll be there for about 20 years. So we're getting like a, it's the preview. It's Pluto's preview. It's going to retrograde back into Capricorn and then it'll go direct um, in Aquarius in, in January of next year. So there's a lot of change coming in and a lot of change that just took place in the collective with um, with Saturn in Aquarius and uh, the sun conjunct to it and the new moon in Pisces asking you to wrap up lessons learned, um, especially those of you who have um, strong, heavy Pisces placements. Um, it definitely came in uh, a bit stronger for you. This is uh, Pisces south nodes, north nodes, um, sun, moon, risings, descendants, Chiron placements. Um, it was very, very strong for you guys and you might still be feeling the effects of that, so be gentle with yourself. Um, but I kind of want to give you some tips on how to navigate transition periods. Um, so I guess the first thing I didn't write any of this out, by the way, I have no script for today. So I'm just going based off my channel right now. <laughs> um, the first thing I would say is, uh, don't hold on tightly. Um, things that slip away from you in transition periods are meant to, um, it's because they're, they're not, um, for you right now. Maybe they'll be for you at another time and maybe something better is going to come along, but try not to hold on too tightly to what seems to be resisting you or to what seems to be, um, not working for you. There's a reason for it. So, uh, let go a little bit, surrender and trust that everything is going to work out. Even if it seems to be falling apart first. Um, second thing is to trust your intuition, trust your intuition because throughout transition periods, you can be upset or sad or frustrated about something not working out for you, but also know deep within that you know there's a reason for it, even if that's unknown at the time. Um, intuition is really important to follow all the time. And, you know, when you do follow it, oftentimes you don't know why you're following it. You always get the info after the fact for the most part. Um, so just know that that's really common with intuition. Um, intuition doesn't, whether it's good or bad intuition, whether it's a, it's a good sign saying, yes, do this. And you're like, I don't know, like, why am I doing this? Or if it's a mm, stay away from this and you're like, I don't know why, um, regardless if it, if you could perceive it as positive or negative, it's always going to make sense after the fact, you just have to trust it. Um, which kind of brings me to my next point. And this is something that my clients have really been working through. Um, right now it's kind of like a, a season. I think that a lot of my clients are going through is not needing proof in the physical that things are working out for you. Spirit and the universe really love to push humans into faith. Um, again, you have to follow your intuition for this. I really recommend reading the blog article I have on following your intuition. My blog is linked below in the description. Um, it's a blog titled like how to hear and trust your intuition. I really truly recommend it because faith is of utmost importance. Um, and if you don't have faith, you're not going to feel inclined to follow your intuition and to trust it. And both of these things are required to see your desires manifest. And faith is one of those things. And I'm not talking about blind faith of like, just trusting willy-nilly. I'm saying trust your intuition and have faith in it. Your soul, the universe, spirit, the divine, I promise you, is a lot fucking smarter than you. It's a lot fucking smarter than me. That's for fucking sure. It's all-seeing, all-knowing. And your soul, your higher self, who is giving you these intuitive pings, is giving them to you because they already know what's happening. 
They already see where you're going to be at a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, a decade from now, a century from now, which you'll be on the other side probably a century from now. And you're going to be looking at this moment being like, you know what? I knew all along. Why didn't I listen to myself sooner? Your intuition is you speaking to you. Um, I've seen a lot of people on TikTok and I actually love the human perception of this. Your intuition is your future self talking to you. And I, I'm on board with that. I really like that. I really fuck hard with that. That has not proper language and it's really vulgar. Um, also something that you will get used to if you're new here. I my you know, fuck is my favorite word. I don't know why it's considered vulgar. I don't know why it's considered a bad word. I don't know why people get in such a pissy about it. Fuck is such a fucking fun word. Anyway, that's my rant of the day. But your your intuition is your future self talking to you. And those little glimpses that you get of your intuition are calls for you to have faith that everything is working out, even if you don't get to see the how or the when. Those are details that don't come to humans, okay? We don't really get to know the when. We really don't really get to know the how either. We get the act on this now or wait to act on it. And that is our intuition guiding us. Um, and, and moving us through our internal compass into aligned action. That is the masculine principle, your masculine energy, your yang polarity, moving based on the guidance of your feminine aspect, of your yin polarity. The feminine leads, the masculine supports. So your feminine energy is going to tell you, go in that direction. And then it's up to the masculine part of you to go in that direction. So that's, you know, those are my first few tips. Um, also to navigate transition periods is to write out everything that you're feeling and then feel it. I think that there's such a an important discrepancy to make between understanding your emotions and feeling your emotions. They are not the same. Years of therapy taught me this. Um, even most recently, I graduated therapy in 2022. I did another round of it for about a year and a half almost. And um, every time, because I'm such an analytical mind and I go into the higher you know, knowledge and I can see the perspective and I understand why things happen and I get it and I understand and I analyze and I see. And my therapist would always tell me, you need to feel it. It doesn't matter if you understand it. Great, you understand it, but your inner child doesn't give a fuck if you understand it or not. She does, but she needs to feel it. That that inner part of you needs to feel it. Your emotional body is emotional, not analytical. It needs to feel it. And that's how you release stored energy from your body and you make space to receive new, higher vibrational, more highly aligned energy. Um, and manifestations and desires. So that's also really important. Feel your emotions. Journaling is so key for this. I seriously recommend doing like a daily dump of all the emotions you felt throughout the day and then choosing which ones you feel comfortable and ready to dive into at the end of the day. Um, and, and journal on those at length, even if it seems silly, like someone cut you off in traffic and it really pissed you off, like write about it. Chances are it's not that the guy in traffic pissed you off. It's that it reminded you of assholes and assholes reminded you of XYZ person who caused you XYZ trauma. Like it's so much di- like deeper than the analytical understanding mind will often allow you to see at first glance so it's really important to go into that and let yourself feel there have been times where I've been journaling like I don't even know why I'm journaling and then by the end of the journaling session I'm like blubbering tears and I'm like "Mm, okay cool that was really good so 
that's another recommendation I have. I also would say to meditate um, or at least sit in the quiet of your thoughts and talk to yourself. Ask your ego how it's doing. Ask your inner child how they're doing and feel in. Some people get words and downloads. Other people, it's just a feeling. Some people, it's a physical sensation. Tune into that and ask these parts of your consciousness what they need from you and how you can best support them. That's how you come out of ego consciousness and step into the higher mind and you become your higher self. That's that process. That's how you do that. So I would recommend that. That is a life-changing practice. That is the practice that completely changed my life and my awakening. I made a meditation to support that system and that method. Um, It's the Heal Your Triggers meditation. I will link it down below in the description for you. And then let's see, is there anything else? Honestly, I would recommend moving your body so that you can move the stagnant energy out of your body as well and regulate your cortisol levels because Oftentimes, the unknown, unpredictability, and change, the ego gets a bit flustered and triggered and fight or flighty with that. Um, So exercise and physical movement of any kind, soft impact, um, like low impact or high impact exercise, will help to um, purge out your cortisol levels and get you out of fight or flight and, and bring in those happy endorphins, those happy chemicals into your brain, which will promote an overall better mood and give you clarity of mind because when you're so charged emotionally with fight or flight responses um you can't see things for how they are right you're just seeing them from wounding which is okay but you need to come out of that so that is what i would say to do um is there anything else also have fun um one thing that has really been coming to mind for me and this is something that my higher self taught me a long time ago and i feel like she is getting me to really anchor into it Life is really not that serious, okay? I'm going to say it again. Life is really not that serious. Yes, there are serious elements to it. I can feel some of your egos being like, what the fuck do you mean? It's fucking serious. It's my life. It's really not that serious, dude. You are a soul who is here having a transcendental human experience you are awakening to your soul in this lifetime. That's why you listen to this podcast. I can tell you that much. It's not that serious. It's not that serious. You're playing. You are a soul playing on a planet that you may or may not come back to. You're just here. It's a playground. It's a school. You're just going to school. You're learning new things. Something doesn't work out. Eh. Something works out. Amazing. It's, it's just, it's not that serious. And the ego likes to make it serious because it's been bred to believe that it's serious, right? There's this deep grind nine to five and all of these social expectations and cultural expectations and all this comparison on social media. And it's just like, it's just really not that serious. It's really not. Again, there are certain things that are serious. And I'm not talking about, you know, traumas and crimes and things like that. I'm just saying the grand scheme of it, it's not that serious, I always like to curb my anxiety with when I die. And if you, again, if you don't already know, I remember dying in past lives. That's a fun episode to go and listen to. Kind of sad, kind of, kind of spooks. And I can promise you there are just things we don't fucking care about when, when you die. Like you just, you just don't. And I sit there often and I ask myself, When I'm on the other side and I'm in life review and I'm reviewing this lifetime, am I going to look at this moment and be like, yeah, I was rightfully very stressed about that. No, oftentimes, like nine times out of 10, it's a no. It's very, very rare because if there's something that I 
should be concerned about, that's usually when, and this goes for anyone, if there's something that you're supposed to be concerned about, you're gonna get those gut feelings. You're gonna get those feelings of, "Uh uh-oh, this doesn't seem right. I don't know about this. Uh, And that's different from anxiety. Again, my blog article on this um, really, really dives into like anxiety versus intuition. I have a post on my Instagram, I believe, about that. I think it's still up. I don't think I archived it. I think I kept it up. Um, So you can check that out. But, you know, your soul really doesn't think most things are that serious. And the human stress is so, 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 so much. Um, So, you know, so you burnt your grilled cheese. Is it really that serious? yeah, okay, maybe you ran out of bread, now you don't get a grilled cheese, but you could just go to the store, get some new bread and cheese and come back and make a new one. It's inconvenient, yes. Is it that stressful? Not really. At the end of the day, you're gonna eat, you're gonna be fine. Um, so, and I, that's just one thing I would say, is like, don't take things so seriously in transition period, and just in life in general. It doesn't even need to be a transition period. I'm very much in that. I'm kind of just like, like, this is the quote that my higher self said to me. It's, um, don't take life seriously, but understand that the seriousness that life can have. Um, and that seriousness that life can have is, you know, when it comes to certain technical things, like I think what she means by that, you know, how she's kind of explaining it to me now is like life is intentional, right? Life is, you're not here by accident. Trust me, even if you're a whoopsie baby, you're not here by accident. Um, your soul was intentional in choosing this incarnation. Um, you're here with a purpose. You're here for a reason. So life is intentional and life has a lot of meaning. Human experiences have so much meaning, but that doesn't mean that it needs to be so dreadfully fucking serious. Like it's, I don't know, maybe it's because I've been around the block a few times here on earth and I'm done after this, but like, I'm just so at a point where it's like, it's just not that serious, not that serious. Not that serious. I think there was a trend going on on TikTok about that like a few months ago, maybe back in 2022. It's just not that serious. It's not that serious. I think you can be really intentional and really surrendered and have a really beautiful life and meet the goals that you want to meet and completely tap into your potential and meet your highest potential and become the best, highest version of you um, without you know, having to be so stressed and take things so seriously. I promise you, your soul is not going to stress about the fact that you didn't mop the floor last week or that, you know, that you're stuck in traffic and you're going to be 10 minutes late to a board meeting. Like you're going to be on the other side after this lifetime and be like, I was stressed about not showing up to a board meeting. Seriously? Like, I promise you, it's not that serious. Um, so understand that life has serious moments to it and serious aspects. And the fact that you are here is a very beautiful thing and a very intentional thing. And it's not a game, but also know that you do get to play while you're here and you do get to take things with a childlike view and wonder and, um, take this incarnation as a blessing and, and see the higher perspective and things. I was having a conversation with a client the other day. And I can't remember exactly, you know, how it was kind of coming about, but, you know, I I was basically explaining to her that, you know, the, when you want to see things from a higher perspective and kind of zoom out as spirit likes to say, you have to, you have to allow yourself to see it from, um, from a place that does not have worry or stress. Right. So, um, I think the example that I had given her was like, okay, yeah, certain things are really, irritating right like one thing for me that has never made sense on the planet is the fact that we have to we need feet we need food like we need to eat we need to be fed to survive but 
not only do we have to pay for the food, which is just ethically and morally wrong, um, we also have to go to a store to get it. Then we have to prepare it. Then we have to eat it. Like, it's just such a process, right? And I can look at that and be annoyed by, by that and be irritated that that's how things work here because Earth is so slow <laughs> um, and so physically manifested. Um, or I can look at that and be like, how cool is that? That I get to go on an adventure, go into a building that has so many food options available at my disposal that I get to put together and like co-create a meal with. And then I get to enjoy the flavors of. Whereas in higher dimensional incarnations, food is not necessarily necessary for your survival. Um, you're not necessarily a fully biological being who needs food to survive. Um, most incarnations in the higher dimensions don't require that. Um, food is more of a delicacy. It's more of a, a yummy thing, um, like a for fun thing. It's not really like a I need this to sustain myself. And also because those dimensions are higher dimensional, you literally think banana, banana appears in front of you. So, you know, it's, you don't have to work for anything in the higher dimensions in that sense when it comes to food. And so you can zoom out and look at things like that. Um, same with transition periods. Oh, I have to go through, I got to start from scratch again and I got to redo this. And, oh, I left a relationship when I thought they were the one. And now I'm back at square, square zero. You're not actually, you are, uh, so much further than you were before because you are now quite a bit more wise. You've learned a lot of lessons. You've learned a lot of um, helpful information about yourself, about who you are, about what you desire, about what you don't desire. So whether you're in a place that you want to be or not, you, you need to take the wisdom from it um, and zoom out and, and look at it like your soul would. For example, a relationship didn't work out okay, it's heartbreaking. Trust me, guys, I've been there, right? Like I've really been there when it comes to heartbreak. If you've read my book, you know, by the way, linked below, you can enjoy that. Um, it's heartbreaking, of course, but your soul is going to look at that soul and you might even hang out with that soul after this incarnation and be like, thank you so much for everything you taught me and for loving me for that time period while I was on earth. Um, so there, there is just different ways to look at things in these transition periods and in life in general that I think allow humans to have a more expansive, less serious, less stressed out view um, of what they're going through in, in this lifetime. Um, you know, the one thing that I'm really passionate about teaching is that you chose to be here. And I say this as someone who has not necessarily enjoyed her incarnation for a very long time. Me enjoying my incarnation and experiencing it to the fullest has been a relatively new experience for me. Um, ever since I stepped into purpose back in 2020, I went through my awakening in 2019. I've enjoyed it quite a bit more, but I've also been very open that humanism is a challenge for me. Um, it is in part, I will say, not a lot of my, um, you know, my soul origin type, the, the type of soul that I am, not a lot of us come here. I've mentioned before, there's less than half a million of us on the planet. We don't really prefer to work in such confined um, methods. Um, we just, it's very um, 
again, kind of relates to the email I sent out today. I don't really like feeling limited and boxed in. And the human experience is one of many limitations, right? Or at least perceived limitations, but there are some, uh, some structural dimensional limitations that we, you know, again, I can't just go banana and have a banana in my hand. So there are certain limitations that, you know, that I find very, um, challenging. And this is why my higher self has taught me the beauty of what I'm experiencing, because at the same time, you know, kind of, we can kind of go into this a little bit. It's like, so yeah, not a lot of my soul type incarnates here, but something that I also have to remember is that despite that, my soul was one of us who said, yeah, I'm going to go anyway. I, I know I can be really helpful there. I know I can be really useful there. A bird literally just flew up to my door and then up my roof. That is, that's really beautiful. Anyway, it's a little, a little spiritual synchronicity. Um, I had to kind of come to terms with the fact that despite my soul type not enjoying um, all of the aspects of humanism, the benefits outweighed that frustration and that's why I'm here again um so you know there's always two ways that you can look at it and it's you know you're here for a reason so basically what I'm saying is I didn't enjoy humanism for the longest time I had a suicide attempt had a couple of other close calls I you know I've been sober for almost two years like it's not always been the easiest and that's why I'm able to have this conversation with you and say it's not that serious um, because one thing for me is when I stopped treating life like it was this be-all or end-all seriousness and started recognizing that oh, it'll be just fine when I get to the other side, as long as I do my best, that I'm the nicest, kindest, you know, strongest version of myself in this lifetime, that I am helpful, that I honor myself in this lifetime, then I'm going to be proud when I get to the other side. And that is something that I know for certain. Um, not just because I've experienced it when I've passed on from previous lifetimes, but just because I, I, I know that to be true um, from other souls who I have had the privilege to channel for, um, you know, deceased loved ones of people who are here. And that's a common message. It's like, just stop sweating the small stuff. And I think that that's why that's so common to hear because when you get to the other side, you just have such a, a better understanding of what actually matters um, and it's the small things that matter most um, when you get to the, that was the most Canadian most that I've ever said in my life. Whoa. Um, but yeah, so that's the, that's a little advice that I have for you um, in these transition periods and kind of how to navigate them. I was in one. I still like, I feel like I kind of maybe, maybe still a little bit am in one, um, but clarity comes. And I guess the other piece of advice, lots of advice coming in, because um, I haven't shared any in so fucking long. It's like a backlog of advice that I want to share with you guys, which is kind of cool, actually. I kind of like that that's, that happens. Um, is, um, oh shit, what was I going to say? Oh no. Oh no, what was my thought? Ah, um, crap, I need to go listen to the recording and hear what I was saying. One second. Okay, I got it figured out. Clarity comes whenever you're ready to receive it. Stop looking for answers that you keep digging for that you're not getting. When you're meant to know, you'll know. I promise. I pinky, 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 pinky promise. And I'm, I take pinky promises very seriously, ironically, talking about the not so seriousness of life, but I take pinky promises really fucking seriously. So stop stressing about the answers. You're going to get them when you need them. Um, 
Okay, that's my advice for you to navigate transition periods. It's been so lovely catching up with you. Next week, we're going to talk about Saturn returns and Saturn in Pisces. And then um, I want to tackle the topic of um, drugs and specifically marijuana and spirituality because it was also a request um, from one of our listeners. So we're going to do that soon as well. Uh, But next week, we're going to talk about Saturn returns and going to give you all the the beautiful updates on that. Um, So... I hope you have an incredible week. Uh, I hope that you have been enjoying life as of late and you're embracing these transition periods. Go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you.